0: This is Caps PA announcer, Wes Johnson, and you're listening to What The Puck! Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of What The Puck. It is a Washington Capitals podcast, which means it's a podcast about your 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Thank you all for listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm, overcast google podcast spotify facebook and youtube well here we go everybody there's just a handful of games left we're into the single digits for this season will the caps make it to the playoffs i'm a betting man i'm saying no but they still have a chance joining me as always to talk all about it he thinks he thinks he believes there's a sign in his room that says believe he believes That's true. the caps are going to make it coach dan what's going on how you doing i'm doing all right how you doing man i'm good i'm tired it's late the game is happening against the islanders as we record but uh here we we'll are give we're-
1: you live updates <laughs> for a will- game that already happened
0: yes by the time you listen to this uh this is old news but it's brand new to us we're in between the second and third periods uh, if you're waiting watch...
1: to watch the game, if you've DVR'd it, spoiler alert. <laughs> Hashtag
0: spoilers. But uh, yeah. here here we go. We've got a couple games left. The Caps technically are not mathematically uh, uh, eliminated from the playoff contention, but very, very small chance. I think it's like, what, 0.8% that they make it in the playoffs, 0.2% that they get the number one draft pick. So they're kind of in limbo right now. It's kind of weird. Is
1: it uh, 0. 0.8 or 0.08? I think it's point. Is it zero point, you, eight? Point eight point it's, it's zero point eight? Zero point eight would be eighty percent. Point it's zero point eight. They have they have eight percent chance, I think. Or is it under eight percent? Is it literally like zero point eight percent? Wow, that's no. really bad.
0: Yeah, I think it's zero Oh, eight. it's zero
1: point eight? Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but you that's... believe. You have a sign that says so. You believe. I I have more of a belief that AFC Richmond is gonna win the Premier League than I do uh the Capitals. <laughs> And for anyone who hasn't watched Ted Lasso, they're a fictional team. Uh, and they have a better shot of something something happen than the Caps do of making the playoffs this season. I mean, they they keep talking about how the Caps have to go on a heck of a run. Yeah, they do. But everyone else has to suck at the same time. And that's just not going to happen. I mean, they're currently behind Ottawa by a point. They're behind Buffalo by a point. They're behind Florida by three points. And they're behind the Penguins, who currently occupy, as we're recording, the second wildcard spot by six points. So they, if they beat the Islanders tonight, they have to hope that Pittsburgh and everyone else just kind of loses a lot. And while no one else is really running away with this thing, which I guess is nice for the Caps, you know, the odds of it happening are, I think slim to none would be an improvement.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, after that game on Saturday up against Pittsburgh, it's old news by now, but bit of a heartbreaker. It was a a four point game. The Caps came away came away with zero points. Unfortunately, uh, they were down three to nothing, and they came back in the third to score three goals. Things were looking good, and then Anthony Mantha just got robbed by Yevgeny uh, Malkin and Malkin got that uh, game-winning goal for the Penguins to make it 4-3. Um, that game was a, a rough one. I mean, it was a good game to watch. It felt like they were doing a lot of the right things, but it didn't end the way it should for the Capitals, and unfortunately, I think this is its a metaphor for the how the season has gone, but it's also a metaphor for Anthony Mantha's career here at, in Washington. doesn't seem like uh, a lot of fans are going to remember him in
1: the best of light. and like it's not it's not his fault per se he's just it it just hasn't worked out I mean that was a trade that worked out for no one yeah you have Vrana who's no longer even in Detroit he's doing quite well right now in St. Louis so I'm I'm happy for him there but it didn't work out for him in Detroit it's not working out for Mantha here in DC and I feel like that play was almost the final nail in the coffin of his cap, his career being with the Washington Capitals. I will be shocked to put it nicely shocked. If he is still on this team come September, what's his contract? I'll be shocked like? if he's on this team come the, the end of the NHL draft. I mean, they there I given, we don't know exactly what the cap ceiling is going to be at this point. They they need to free up that cap space. He's still got another year left at $5.7 million. Jeez. We already know they're looking for a winger, a, a top six winger this offseason. Mm-hmm. So there's absolutely no reason that you would want to keep a guy on your third or fourth line at $5.7 million when you already need that cap space. He, I, they'll find a way. I don't think they'll buy him out. That I mean, having dead money when you want to make a run is just not a smart move. But they'll they got to be able to find a way to move him out and whether that's packaging him with someone that might be um a more desirable a- uh, asset being a player or a pick, a prospect, you know. I, that I think is is possible kind of like when they moved on from Richard Ponick or when they're able to move out Brooks Warpick like do you package him with someone else? That's a possibility given the fact that he's only got one year left on his deal. If you move him out to a team that's rebuilding, then you're like, well, Hey, we've got ton of cap space. And if it doesn't work out, we'll just let him go in the off season. We're not looking to necessarily compete this next year. We're looking to continue our rebuild. He's a veteran guy that might be able to, to help them out. Probably will want to turn things around and prove some people wrong that he can still play in the NHL. And so if, If I'm the Capitals, I'm looking that avenue. I'm looking to move him out, free up that cap space, because I acquired all of these draft picks at the deadline. or Well, technically before the deadline. And I want to move those out to bring in a top six winger.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't seem like Anthony. Well, I mean, we say that. He's still got time left on his contract, and... It looks like potentially there's gonna be a new coach in town. I mean, again, things are not set in stone at this moment, but a new coach in town may want a guy like Anthony Manthel on the team, a guy that has is a little bit uh older, a little bit more of a veteran who's been around the league for a couple of years. They might be That's Laviolette. For... Yeah. I oh no, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you, but maybe they're looking for somebody that's that has Laviolette's line of thinking, but not really his inspirational senses because he doesn't really like seem like he inspires his his players very well but i don't know i i hope that he can find a home somewhere in the nhl that might be better suited for him but it doesn't look like it's going to be with the capitals next year so it seems like there's going to be a lot of turnover with the capitals in the next couple years as well uh like i said Peter Laviolette looks like he might be heading out of town after this season. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But there was a rumor going around over the weekend that Yevgeny Kuznetsov had actually asked for a trade over two years ago and was still looking for a way out of Washington. And this comes on the heels of Dmitry Orlov leaving to go to the Boston Bruins not being able to come uh, to a deal with uh, management as well, and actually saying that he didn't like the way the team was run because they were giving guys like Alex Alexiev the, uh, the the sweet life. He wasn't allowed to play. He was up in the press box a lot. He wasn't on the ice playing. And Orlov disagreed with that. So what do you know about these rumors about Yevgeny Kutsnetsov heading out of town looking for a different place to go? And, you know, do you think that we might – he might be in a Caps jersey next year?
1: I think it's it's one of those situations where it might be the best thing for everybody to part ways through a trade, and I don't know where he goes. The, the big thing that, or my takeaway, I should say, from this is the reports are coming out of Russia. So take that, you know, with a big old grain of salt. Like, you know, it could be that, you know, there's there's some critiques about Kuznetsov coming out. They're defending him by saying, well, he actually wanted out like he doesn't want to be there, you know, trying to make him look better, which happens. And so that one, you know, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. But then I was reading um, Sammy Silver now of the Hockey News. Uh, quoted Kuznetsov as saying, you know how this is. It's just people trying to put whatever they want to get likes and Instagram or Twitter, whatever. He shrugged it off. I talked to those people. I said, where did this come from? There is something that we can talk later, probably for sure. But at this point, there is nothing even to talk about. I don't take that as like a full denial that he did it or, sure. or asked for a trade to me. I'm like, well, you could have come out and just been like, no, I never said that. Even if he did. Right. Like, if you want to be somewhere or you don't want the attention on you, wouldn't you just deny? You know, you deny, deny, deny until something happens or, or, or you know, you're on you're, you're caught on camera or it, something like that. You know, they have a recording of you. And even then, people deny it. And... Ooh, the Islanders almost scored. Uh, and so, <laughs> the fact that he didn't come out and flat-out tonight is interesting. I, you know, I saw the thing about Orlavo. He's not very happy about how Alexiev was treated... I think we've heard some other little stories about how some players are not thrilled with playing time. Um, I think we've seen fans are not necessarily thrilled uh, with how Laviolette has handled the young guys. And I get it to an extent. Laviolette's job is to win and to win now. Like whatever it is, if you're a head coach in this league, unless your front office has said to you, Hey, we're here to develop. We're not here to win now. That's coming right now. We got a bunch of young guys, a couple vets. Let's see what we have. Let's develop these young players so that we can be a good, dominating team in you know a year, two, three years from now. So, unless you have that that notice from your you know your boss, your superior, you're going to try and win now. And in Laviolette's mind, that was I need to play the guys that I believe are going to get me a win night in, night out. And the thing that I I I come back to in terms of like, this is not the right guy is that he was wrong because the guys that he kept going back to were not the ones that got this team to win. And there's evidence of that because the standings don't lie. They are who you are. And when you're highly likely to miss the playoffs, it's because the team didn't play well enough. This is not a developing team. The NHL is not really a develop development league. That's what the AHL is for the ECHL. And NHL is a league you're trying to win for the most part. Like I said, unless you're one of those developing teams. So for me, this team has got a very big offseason coming up. You've got a lot of question marks. We've talked about Mantha. We've talked about Kuznetsov. You've still got some unrestricted free agents. Craig Smith, I imagine, is gone. Connor Sheary. You know, that's a a decision that's going to have to be made. And maybe that's one that's made after the coaching situation is resolved. And that there in itself is your biggest question mark going into this offseason is who is going to be behind the bench next season is it going to be Laviolette my no. understanding no. at least my my understanding by reading I should say is that uh, or technically it was in uh, audio at first but Elliot Friedman was on the Jeff Merrick show and he was talking saying that um, talks between the caps and Laviolette, which was, you know, about an extension earlier in the season was certainly a thing, that's gone cold. Like, there's apparently no conversations right now about an extension. I imagine this is a thank you very much for your time. It just didn't work out. We're going to move on. We're going to go in a different direction. And if you talk to someone like Tariq Al bashir you know, he anticipates that the Caps are going to go with a veteran coach. Who that is, I don't know. We still have some other coaches that might be, you know, out of a job come the end of the season. I don't know who they might be. There's one name that in um, his mailbag last week that was brought up that would be an interesting one that would technically be a rookie head coach, but he's been an assistant coach for a number of years on a very good Tampa team. And that is Potomac, Maryland native Jeff Halpern, who, according to Tark, is, is a tactician. He has been with some good Tampa teams and that he is a guy that his name is pretty popular right now amongst NHL teams in terms of potentially being a head coach. So that's a guy that could be very interesting to keep an eye on. I agree that it probably should be a veteran coach for this team, but it's got to be a guy that can incorporate these young guys because this team's got to get younger.
0: What about the the coach from the Hershey Bears? What's his name?
1: Spencer? Oh, Spencer Carver. He's up in Toronto.
0: That's a, that's a name I've, he's a I've guy... heard
1: a lot of. So I, I saw his two. Um, I'm not saying the Caps are going to look at a rookie head coach. I was from what Tark was saying, and then I agree with. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to get an opportunity in the NHL. But if you're the Caps, is that something you want to do right now? Is that knowing that your window, just your playing window with Ovechkin is closing, right? He's only got so many years left or a normal human would only have so many years left. Who knows what he's got left?
0: I mean, that is definitely a carrot that the Capitals can dangle in front of any coach at the moment because there's only so many years left and you're pretty much being told you're going to be the last coach in the nhl he plays for at least in a capitals uniform
1: dude dude we don't know that thanks you can bring someone in and then by no november their last team in the league and you're like nope nope that's true that's true we haven't seen
0: that quick of a turnaround maybe dale hunter but dale hunter left on his own accord because
1: he just wasn't happy yeah i mean that's yeah but that's a completely different situation um so, no, I mean, I think the coaching staff is the biggest question mark going into this offseason. I think number two is, what do you do with Anthony Mantha? Three is a combination of, like, Kuznetsov and probably Alexiev and Favari getting them new deals. And then you kind of, you know, things go from there.
0: It's going to be a very busy, very interesting uh, off season, which is going to be rough for us because that's your busy season as well. So, you know, our our time doing shows is going to be difficult but we
1: might be recording on the weekends is (laughs) what uh what Brady was getting at
0: we're recording at 2 a.m that's the first time coach dan's had a moment to
1: himself (laughs) yes (laughs) i get a little busy come uh end of may early june through middle of august yeah Uh, i am uh i am i'm working very many hours so but you, you know we have opportunities to get get together and uh do small shows long shows but yeah as news breaks i mean we're sounding like this is like the last episode we're doing of this season. We still have a, we still have a couple more to go and potentially the playoffs. Potentially. Um, you know, the, th- the problem right now with this team. Well, there's a lot of them. The problem right now that I'm trying to get at with this team, the one that I'm thinking of is that the odds of them getting the playoffs are really slim. Yeah. But the odds of them getting a good traffic are also really slim. Yeah. So they're stuck in that. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. They're stuck in that weird spot of like, you know, you're drafting somewhere between like 10th and 14th, you know, maybe, maybe we get lucky. You send me a text or I send you a text and being like, dude, they're going to get petard, but it's not going to happen. Like it would be insane. And you know, conspiracy, uh, hockey conspiracy theorists will be like, Hmm, they're going to lose Ovechkin in a few years. And now they've got the next big wonder kid. How convenient. (laughs) And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Fine with me. I don't care. But you know, I'd love it. But just the odds of it happening are, so slim that it's like one point four percent or something they would have given their current spot or something like that. It's just it's just so highly unlikely that. Oh, uh, they're just stuck with this like kind of crap draft spot. That like, yeah, maybe you get a guy, but he's not going to play for you for three, four, five years anyways because he's like eleven.
0: Let's talk about Kudstets off again a little bit. So the rumor was that he asked for a trade two years ago. Is two years ago when we started to see like the decline in Kuznetsov. I know it was after the whole cocaine incident, but was two years ago where he kind of started his decline for this team? Could it could that decline have been he wasn't happy here? He wanted to go home. He was done. He he wanted to move on. Like it's one thing to ask for a trade, but to be in a place long term and and be at a place you don't want to be, you're not going to give 100 percent to anything. I mean that's that's a, a trend right now going on in the workforce in the US called quiet quitting where you're just kind of there but you're not really giving a hundred percent to your job. Could could Snetsoff have been a quiet quitter over the last two years?
1: No, I don't think you I don't think we see that necessarily in sports. Yeah. Um and I think I find it hard to believe that he would have asked two years ago for a trade and that wouldn't have come out anywhere. Right. Um I think maybe you know from what we're hearing about some of the players being upset with just whether it's the playing style. I mean, let's let's take a step back for a second. Laviolette is is clearly a very good NHL coach. The guy, our hockey coach in general. The fact that the guy he's what the winningest American coach ever, or he's second, or something along those lines. I can't remember off top of my head. It's you know it's late. Um, you know he's clearly a very good NHL coach. There's no argument to be had there. But sometimes things don't work. John Tortorella clearly was a good NHL coach. He he did well in Columbus. He did well in, he won a cup in what, Tampa. Like, he's doing what, he did well with the Rangers. Um, but it didn't work out in Vancouver. Like, sometimes the playing style, the coach with those certain players, it just doesn't work. And it's not, it's nothing personal. It's just, for whatever reason, it doesn't gel. And so, I do wonder if some of the players just for whatever reason didn't like his coaching style or his tactics or his methods or whatever the case was for their personal and not everybody, but some guys' personal preference uh, made them think that this wasn't a good fit anymore. You know, there's always been kind of questions about Kuznetsov defensive play and that kind of went away the year, you know, 2018 he, he played out of his mind. And he, there were a high expectation set. And when you sign a contract, yeah, it's offered to you, but when you sign a contract with a cap hit of $7.8 million, there come expectations. And you know what? When you play professional sports, that's part of your job, our expectations. You are expected when you make a certain amount or you have a certain skill set that you're going to be able to produce and play consistently. And we just haven't seen that from Kuznetsov today. Uh, today this season and so with that being the case you know i wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to go somewhere else and i wouldn't be surprised if the caps were looking around being like hey anybody else kind of want this guy if he asked for a trade and they were given a good offer i'd be shocked if they didn't take it like i don't think this is a situation where Ovechkin was like no you're not trading my buddy like he's seen enough other guys that he was buddies with leave for free agency trades whatever right i don't think this is like and this is not insulting other sports or other players, but like, I don't think it's like the NBA. I don't think it's like the NFL. Like guys aren't coming in saying, you have to sign this guy, this guy, and this guy. Like Ovechkin's not sitting there saying that he wants, you know, a bunch of Russians. Ovechkin wants to win. That's always been his thing. He wants to win. And he will, if you bring in a bunch of Canadians and a bunch of, he's the only Russian on the team, but they're winning. I don't think he's going to care. Especially now that he's got a wife and two kids. Like, it's not like he was out partying with the boys back in the day. <laughs> like dude wants to win and that's all he cares about. So if, 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 cause that's like, I want to leave. And they're like, all right, well, we found a deal for you. I highly doubt. I know he's got the owner's ear. I know Ovechkin can, can talk to Leonzis, but I don't think it's a situation where he would do that. I just, it doesn't seem like you've never, I don't think we've ever heard anything like that in terms of him going to the front office and being like, Hey, I don't want you to do this. I think it might be if they're like, Hey, we're going to rebuild. He might be like, Hmm then I'd like for you to send me somewhere where I can win. Like I could see that happening, but I can't see him going to Leonsis or McClellan and going, you can't trade you getting. I mean, they've, how many guys has he enjoyed playing with in the past that they've gotten rid of? Oh, there's been plenty rookie year. Brendan Witt left. I mean, given he wanted to dinosaurs Alexander Semen, uh, recently, Dmitry Orlov, uh, Kozlov, Fedorov, like all these, the Russian guys are just guys. He liked playing with the only dude he's got left from the beginning is Backstrom. Yeah, that's his boy. I, like that was one I think he would,
0: if there was one that he could veto, it would be a Backstrom trade. He'd be like, "No, nah, I that's think my boy. everyone."
1: If McClellan went, because I am, I feel like to an extent, owners have to, um, sign off on certain things. Maybe not the, I don't know. I feel like owners have to sign off on like trades and stuff and like agree to it or whatever. And for the most part, I imagine owners are like, "Yeah, uh, do your thing." But I feel like if McClellan was like, "Hey, we're gonna send Nick Backstrom to Toronto," Leonzis would be like, "Are you out of your mind?" Yeah. No, he's retiring a capital as will likely Ovechkin barring anything crazy. So, no, I mean, I think this is just a, this is just a crap season for them. I think that the end of the year, we're going to look back at this and go, they tried something. It didn't work. And I think they made the right moves, you know, sending off a bunch of guys that work at probably going to be coming back next season or going to want a bunch of money. They're going to try again with my, I have to imagine with a different head coach and coaching staff and they'll try again next year. And you know what? If it's a if it's Halpern that comes in, it's a great story if it works, or an unfortunate great story if it, or at least not a great story, but it's an unfortunate with a lot of material if it doesn't work out, you know. And then if it um, Halpern if it's and somebody Obi else were, were teammates, right? They did play together, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know that makes a great story, but the story shouldn't be what gets a coach hired, right? Winning or the possibility of winning. Should be what gets a coach hired. So, you know, I don't know who it's going to be. Obviously, you know, there's a name that we both like that's currently no longer available. Uh, not currently. He's no longer going to be available. Yeah. And there's a guy that is available that just wouldn't really make a lot of sense. Let's just say, hypothetically,
0: Kuznetsov is dealt away. All right. Okay. You said they're already in the market for a top six winger.
1: I mean, Can- that could do- be for Kuznetsov.
0: Sure. But if they lose Kuznetsov, now they're looking for a winger and a center. Is there someone in the Caps organization, maybe a Hershey Bear, maybe a Connor McMichael, that could come up and fill that void? Hendricks LaPierre, fill that void in the center? Or are they going to be looking to trade
1: like a veteran or somebody for a center spot and a winger spot? So let's say, theoretically, you move out Kuznetsov, right? Uh, And you bring in a first-round pick or a defenseman, which I don't think—I mean, a first-round pick would be great, um, except not really because you're still potentially not having that guy for a couple years. So let's say you move out Kuznetsov and you don't get a top six winger or, or a top six forward, sure, which would be dumb, but that's besides the point. Um, your top two centers on the team then are Dylan Strom and Nick Backstrom, and this obviously depends on the next coaching staff. But are we relying on one uh, either of those guys to be your number one center, and that Backstrom's going to be able to play a full season? I think that's a risky move. I think if you move out Kuznetsov, you're either bringing in that winger or you're bringing in another center. And that center is taking Kuznetsov's spot on the first or second line. And that, or that winger is taking the top six spot, and then you're just kind of rotating what your plan is by then going for a, uh, you're then now looking for a center in free agency or through trade. So either way, they're going to have some work to do. If you move on from Kuznetsov, you definitely have to bring in another forward. I don't know who, but... uh I do know that he takes some shots in this game. I mean, the caps are, according to Matt Weyrich of, I believe, is he, he's with NBC Sports, right? Yes, know, uh, NBC Sports Washington. Sorry, Matt Weyrich. Is it Weyrich or Weyrich? I apologize, Matt. Jerk. It, you, How do you not Weyrich, know, that? I apologize. Matt Weyrich of NBC Sports Washington covers the caps. The Islanders have outshot the Capitals 9 nothing over the first 10 minutes of the third period. Still 1 1. Uh, Brandon, I have a, a, a question for you. Yes. If you take zero shots, how many goals can you score? I believe it is negative four. Oh, okay, good. Well, that's a great freaking plan then, Capitals. <laughs> by taking no... I want to say words we're not allowed to say on this podcast. No shots. And we're in a commercial, so I don't know how many, sh- how much time we are currently through the period. Oh, through the first 10 minutes and 17 seconds from Tom Galiti. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, uh, thing. It's fourteen to two in shot attempts. Are they trying to lull them to sleep? Like I don't understand what we're doing. Oh, <laughs> this team is so frustrating this season. But it doesn't matter because the misery is almost over. <laughs> well, Which speaking of a being a blessing almost over, and a curse. Uh, anything else we should cover here in Caps World? Oh, God, I hope not. It's depressing. No, um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think this is just this is going to be an important offseason for this team to determine. Kind of where they're going next. I I, I think everybody's every intention of them at least being a team that should, in theory, compete again next year. But McClellan's gonna have a whole lot of work to do. Like we talk about me being busy in the summer, he's gonna be a whole lot busier. Now, do you think this affects his job in any way? Because like
0: last time this happened, they let a coach go, and it was a big like it was a big newsmaker. George McPhee got let a go let go as well. Do you see Brian McClellan
1: hitting the road as well? Because I don't. No, not yet. Yeah. I think if we've seen anything from Ted Leone's, this is that he gives his general managers time. Uh, he, I mean, he had McPhee for a long time. He had, what's his name? Ernie Grunfeld with the wizards for a long time. And I think he's going to give McClellan an opportunity to retool, re not rebuild, but reboot this thing and, uh, and try again next season. But I think if it, if we have another season next year, like this, I think his seat's getting—it's getting a little warm. Someone's hit the button in the car for what I call the hot butt, because yeah. his seat's getting a little toasty. All right. Well,
0: hey, we still got a couple games left, so we'll talk about them at the end of the show. Kind of preview those, but for—that's uh, it for what's going on in Caps World. Now let's go down on the farm. everybody here we go we're going down on the farm we are talking about the hershey bears and the south carolina stingrays coach dan we know the caps chances of making the playoffs pretty much null and void but down on the farm these guys are heating up coach dan tell us what's going on down on the farm
1: let's start in hershey where the bears went 2-0 and two with a win over syracuse and who did they beat earlier today i totally blanked on who that was Oh, Toronto, I believe it was, with their, like, 11 a.m. game, which I still think was so weird. I get it like it was, like, a kid's day thing, which, of course, you do a kid's day to a hockey game on a Wednesday, on a school day. Like, I don't know what county Hershey's in. Maybe they had a a, a professional day or something, uh, parent-teacher conference. They they have –
0: Hershey has their own school, and, like, it's like a – they make their own rules there,
1: so like they can do whatever we they want. Got this thing from a conference from the Milton Hershey School. But yeah. no, I don't think it was just for Milton Hershey, the, the Milton Hershey School, which is a great place, um, what they do there. But uh, that's weird to me. You know, like when the baseball teams and the Orioles – actually got an email about that today. The Orioles and the Nationals have their uh, camp days where the game still starts like two-thirds through an actual camp day. Um Those make sense because it's the summer. But why would you in the middle of the school day? I don't know. I found that weird. Anyways, getting back to the reason we're talking about Hershey, they're currently second in the Atlantic Division with 87 points, one back of first place Providence. With their spot in the standings, they have now clinched a spot in the Calder Cup playoffs for the 70th time in franchise history. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this thanks to uh, Windows being weird, but. Yeah, nothing. Brandon can't hear, it, but you can, everybody. Oh, maybe not. Actually, for some reason, could someone explain this to Brandon and I? Is this something to do with Windows 11? That is, is that where we're on now? Windows 11 that it now cuts out loud audio. <laughs> it doesn't when I yell, so I don't know. Moving on, they'll be back at it with back-to-back games over the weekend in Cleveland, starting on Saturday. Another Bears news with their upcoming road games, thanks to the club's partnership with W. PMT Fox 43 and sponsors the giant company and members. First bears fans can catch all three away games on local Hershey television. Oh, wow. I thought that was pretty cool. I wonder if
0: you use like a streaming service that does local channels, you can get that local Fox affiliate. I'm going to have to check. You can always
1: get the games on like the AHL TV or whatever it is, but you got to pay for that. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't know. Down in South Carolina, the Stingrays went one-on-one with a win over Maine. They're currently second in the South Division with 79 points, one back of first-place Greenville. Though the Stingrays have played one less game. They'll continue their march towards the Kelly Cup playoffs on Friday in Cincinnati before heading to Fort Wayne on Saturday and Toledo on Sunday. In Caps Prospect News, 2021 third-round NHL draft pick to Alexander Sousalev was named the Nick Pappas Rookie of the Year for the Regina Pats. Suzilev recorded 29 multi-point efforts and seven multi-goal games this season. I cannot wait for this kid. I'm getting his jersey. Not jersey because those things are too freaking expensive. Well, but yeah. I'm going to get that jersey, if anything, because there's, you know, there's a, there's a U, there's a Z, and there's a V, all in the same name. It's all over that, and I want to get uh, Miroshnichenko only because I want to see how much of the shirt that name takes up. That was almost a really pretty goal from I can't tell who that was because he won't. Oh, you know what? Interestingly enough, Kuznetsov almost had a really pretty goal. All right, and that was that was a a good attempt at a shot, but that dude blocked it. That's what's going on down on the farm. All right, well, go Bears, go Stingrays, and hey, go
0: Pats. Why not? Right. All right, let's go around the NHL and beyond. All right, everybody, here we go. We're going around the NHL and beyond. Coach Dan, catch us up. It's NHL, it's international, it's collegiate. What is going on around the NHL and beyond? I
1: mean, there's not a lot going on around the NHL. We'll start with some suspension news as Boston's A.J. Greer was suspended for one game for cross-checking Montreal's Michael Hoffman. In college hockey news, the NCAA Frozen Four is set The Minnesota Gophers will make their second straight and 23rd overall Frozen Four appearance after beating St. Cloud State 4-1. Minnesota will play Boston University on April 6th in a national semifinal game in Tampa, Florida, because nothing says college hockey more than Florida. Very true. Boston University earned a 2-1 to victory over the 12th-ranked Cornell. Oh, that was team I was written for. In the NCAA Manchester Regional Final this past Saturday at SNHU Arena. This is Boston's first, or sorry, Boston University, because I Boston College as well, first national semifinal appearance since 2015. The Michigan team that took down Penn State in overtime with an absolutely filthy goal. I don't know how to say this guy's name. I didn't see the goal, and I can't pronounce this dude's name. (laughs) Is it Mackie Samoskiewicz? Sounds right to me. That sounds hockey. I'm feeling good, right? He scored, apparently, a filthy goal. Brandon's going to send me a link. Uh, They beat the two-seeded Penn State by a score of 2-1. to They will take on... Quinnipiac did I get that right Quinnipiac yeah Quinnipiac who took down Ohio State I don't care how many times you put V in capital letters Brandon I'm not saying it (laughs) earlier in the day to advance in other championship news the Toronto Six are the Isabel Cup champions so congratulations to them their logo is kind of weird to me though I don't know why but their logo throws me The Six came back from a 3-2 deficit in the third period to beat the Minnesota Whitecaps 4-3 in overtime to claim the first Premier Hockey Federation Championship by a Canadian team in the eight-year history of the Cup. So congratulations to them. That's pretty cool. And finally, the IIHF Women's World Championship featuring the world's top women's hockey national teams will compete for gold from April 5th to the 16th in Toronto. To open the tournament, France will face Finland. The U.S. is going to take on Japan. And Canada will begin its title defense against Switzerland. Czech Republic, Germany, Hungary, and Sweden will each begin tournament play on the 6th of April. That's the news for the past week in the NHL and
0: beyond. All right. I just sent you a YouTube link of this filthy goal. We need to get your instant
1: live reaction. All right. Here we go. I'm going to... There's an advertisement. I don't want to watch an advertisement about the Pope's exorcist. Dude, you, need to, you need an ad blocker, man. I Will that work on YouTube? Yeah. That's all right. It's only another couple seconds. That's too much work. Come on. All right. Here we go. Let's see. We uh, skip the trial. No, thank you. All right. The kid's bringing up the ice. Passes to another kid. That guy. Ooh. I don't know if I would say it's filthy, but that is like an Alexander Semen wrist shot. Like that thing is pretty.
0: And if you notice crazy. the time, look, it took them like, yeah, not they're even like, a minute. I don't,
1: I don't got time for this. We got movie tickets, not even a minute like, in OT. We got a reservation. We don't got time for this nonsense. You know, going into overtime caps, not ideal when you're chasing them. And this thing now Two nineteen to go in the third period. Islanders tied with the Capitals, 1-1, shots on goal, 26 for the Islanders, 20 for the Caps. That guy almost, oh Ovechkin almost put a guy into the Caps bench. Good. Get him over. I mean, kind of. He didn't look like he hit him that hard, but the dude's just got of like, ugh, like stuck up against it. Let's go back to this dude's, what's his name again? Sam Oskevich? Let's watch this. I mean, that is a nice wrist shot. I do have some questions about the goalie, though, in this particular play. Is he screened? Yeah, he's I mean he's pretty screened, I think, at that point. We got a slow motion. Penn State, very upset. Can we is there is there, there we go. Let me let's not slow motion. Let's watch this shot again from a different angle. Samoskavich.
0: I think that's Samo- what I think I hear. was close. Yeah.
1: Bringing it back. Wrist shot. I feel like the goalie should have had that one, but that is still a very pretty wrist shot.
0: I believe Samuscavich is a Panthers prospect, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That would have been another fun one to get a T-shirt of just to see. Actually, that was not that long. Ooh, that was almost off sides. Sandin, I'm liking this kid. I do think he needs a new number, though. 38's weird to me to be like a number of a guy who's going to be popular. What? I mean, that's weird to you? Why is that weird to you? 38? It's a weird one. It's also my age, but that's besides the point.
0: All right, so that's it. Uh, it. Is that, is that it for the show?
1: Let's wrap it up, buddy.
0: All right. Well, hey, if you want to continue the conversation with Coach Dan or I, you can. It's real easy. All you have to do is tweet to either one of us. You can tweet to me at Brando Cash, Coach Dan. Where can people tweet to you at?
1: You can find me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dan, talking about Caps hockey. I'm sure there'll be lots for me to talk about on Twitter as we get into the off season and they make some moves. Where I will either be happy or venting. Then finding me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dan talking Caps Hockey, Arsenal Football Club top of the table. So, yeah, that's finding me on Twitter at WTP Coach Dan. But, hey, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WhatThePuckPod. It's where we post when new shows are coming out, as well as all sorts of other things related to the Washington Capitals. Hershey Bears, South Carolina Stingrays Hershey Cubs from time to time, the National Hockey League, and other things around the fantastic game that is hockey that Brandon finds funny. That's Facebook.com slash And Brandon, you were talking about the Ravens a moment ago. If someone else happens to be a fan of that certain team, is there a podcast they should listen to?
0: Yes, if all both of you that are still fans of the Ravens are out there and would like to listen (laughs) to my podcast, uh, you can listen to The Call podcast. It is a podcast that me and my buddy Josh do about the Baltimore Ravens. Pretty much we're just going to call it The Lamar Show because that seems to be all it is anymore and uh, talk about guys that want to be traded. Lamar put it out there; he wants to be traded, and he had to tweet it during the press conference that John Harbaugh was in front of. So uh, that was a little dirty, I got to say. That was an ambush, if you will. But things are things are spicy right now in Baltimore with this team, and I don't know what's going to happen next. We'll we'll just have to see. But
1: oh oh oh! Almost got a goal there. Oh, you know, that was, that was a nice one. I think that you're a couple nice. seconds behind me. So who gets traded first? Mantha Kuznetsov or Lamar Jackson?
0: Uh, let's see when free. Uh, let's see, they'll be in the midst of the Stanley Cup when the draft happens, so Lamar will be traded first.
1: All right, yeah, I mean that would uh, make sense.
0: Yeah, but hey, you let us know. Talk to us over on our Facebook and our Instagram, or not our Instagram. Talk to us over on our Facebook and our Twitter accounts. Let us know what you think is going to happen next for these Washington Capitals, and don't forget support the team. Watch these games until the end. You know, don't just stop watching because it looks like they might not be making it into the playoffs. Ovi's still going after Gretzky. Plenty of stuff to still be excited about as a caps fan, but let's let's talk about it. So let's go over the games until we talk again. So on Thursday, March 30th, the Capitals are in Tampa Bay, up against the Lightning. That game is at seven o'clock. You can watch that one on NBC Sports Washington. And then on Sunday, the Caps travel back home to D.C. to take on the Rangers. That game is at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, and you can watch that one nationally on TNT. Now, we do this show for free. You listen, stream, and download for free on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm. Overcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. All we ask in return is for you to please spread the word about the show. Write us an Apple Podcast review. Rate us over on Spotify. Let people know on facebook and twitter and tumblr and pinterest and instagram and reddit and snapchat and twitch and tiktok and discord and hive and vero anywhere you're social on the web or with your phone say i'm a washington capitals fan i listen to what the puck and you should too all right coach dan we're kind of cheating here a little bit darcy was in net against the islanders heading to tampa are we going to see darcy again tomorrow night are we going to see our backup goaltender what do you think
1: you know what? I think we see temper again. If I had to venture a guess.
0: Alright, well everybody, that's it for the show this week. Everybody, say it loud, say it proud. Let's go.
1: Caps. This has been a production of Brando Cash Entertainment. Music by DJ Wolfman. Voiceover by Sarah Jacks. For more information, go to BrandoCash.com.